0: Bundy was a 1970s serial murderer, necrophiliac, and rapist and I'm sure you've heard of him. Hi everyone, I'm Tiffany and welcome to my channel. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. Now let's get into the case. His crimes have inspired many films and shows over the years and it is one story that I've heard a million times and it never gets old. It is a very intriguing case. Let's get into the history of Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was born in Burlington, Vermont on November 24th, 1946. Bundy's life did not start off in the best circumstances. His mother actually got pregnant by an unknown man to us and she was actually deeply ashamed of this and she actually delivered Bundy at a Little facility for unwed mothers. This was a different time and her family was extremely religious and she was very ashamed of having Bundy without being married and just all the circumstances about having him. To hide the fact that he was a illegitimate child, she actually gave Bundy to her parents and made Bundy believe that his grandparents, her parents, adopted him and that she was actually his sister. Bundy's mother's name was actually Louise and after she delivered Ted and gave him to her parents, she actually ended up marrying a man named John Bundy. Ted did end up taking Johnny's last name, but he actually resented him and was not his biggest fan. Because he believed he was too undereducated and did not like the fact that he was in the working class. Louise was actually working as a secretary at the University of Buggett Sound and was still married to Johnny in the 1970s when Ted's crimes initially started. In addition to just taking things and stealing things that other people had that he felt like was his stealing, he actually would peek through women's windows and was a peeping tom. But like I stated, Bundy resented his stepfather for being undereducated and a part of the working class and he told himself he's gonna have no part of that. So he decided to go to law school. Bundy was off to university and he went to the University of Washington and he actually graduated with a bachelor's in psychology in 1972. After completing his bachelor's degree he actually was accepted to a law school in Utah and he did attend that law school but he would never complete law school. I didn't elaborate on this, but in his teen years he was actually a very insecure kid. He was very timid, very shy, but after he received his psychology degree he decided to completely just change his personality But he had completely transformed himself he became overly confident and he would attend so many social and political events through these events he met so many powerful people he met governors he met incredible lawyers and they all admired him and when his crimes began many of them believed him had his back if you will and really did not believe for many years that he done this. He also received a letter of recommendation from the Republican governor of Washington after helping him with his campaign. That is huge. Now when he was in Washington at university he started to date a woman named Liz who actually had a daughter named Molly who was only three years old. She was previously married The marriage just didn't last. Her husband, she stated, was very immature and just wanted to drink all the time and just wasn't ready for a serious marriage, if you will. She actually met Bundy at a bar in Seattle, Washington. She moved to Seattle in hopes to find a new husband and to start this beautiful life that so many women want of the perfect husband, this beautiful family. And when she met Ted, he was too good to be true. He was Such a good guy and if you saw some of the movies it really did start off like a fairy tale how it was presented in the movies. Bundy was a wonderful boyfriend at least for the first few years. He was such a good father figure to Molly the little girl and she absolutely loved him and just admired him in so many ways. They stated that he was a very calm person, didn't get upset and Liz was completely shocked the news that she will receive soon once it is believed that he is the one that is committing these crimes. It's been really hard for experts to pinpoint when his murders started because Ted Mundy did confess to 30 murders but it is believed that it could go up to a hundred murders and we just don't know about so many and so many of the victims that he did admit to we don't have names for them and they haven't been identified, but we do think it started in 1974. In 1974, many women from Washington and Oregon just started going missing and they all had one thing in common. They were all women of a university. Ted would either be on crutches or be wearing a cask and ask these women for help to his car. Most of the women were hesitant and was like, "Mm," but he looked so friendly. He was so nice and all he needed was help with just his suitcase or one woman. He actually told her he just needed her to push a button and that his car had broken down and if she could just help and she actually survived this incident because as soon as she went to go help him, she just knew something was wrong and she fled the scene and she's still here to this day to talk about it. Bundy would trick these women to his car and when they approached his car he would bludgeon them over the head with a crowbar and throw them in his Volkswagen Beetle. In Ted Bundy's bug he actually took out the passenger front seat so when he hit these women over the head and they always passed out that when they were in his car they couldn't be seen by others in cars beside him or if they were just walking beside him as he was sitting at a stop sign because bugs are as you know, extremely small. So if he had that out, he just laid them flat in his car. And he also rigged the passenger door because bugs only have two doors. He rigged it so women, if they try- if they did wake up and tried to exit the bug, the handle wouldn't work. He could only let them out from the outside of the bug. Many of these victims were abducted in Oregon but killed in Washington, including three that were unidentified. 11 of those homicides were in Washington. Many of these victims were abducted in Oregon but killed in Washington, including three that were unidentified. Eight homicides in Utah, three unidentified, three in Colorado, three in Florida, two in Oregon, both unidentified, one in Idaho, unidentified. One in California, unidentified. In the fall of 1974, that's when Ted Bundy moved to Utah for law school, and when he moved to Utah, his crimes went with him. So they went from Washington, Oregon to Utah, and this is when Liz really started noticing things were up with her boyfriend. Let's talk about Liz for a few minutes. Liz did start to notice a lot of things going on with her boyfriend at the time. As soon as word got out to the police and out to the public of who they believed is the serial killer, Liz immediately was frightened because deep down inside of her she believed it was her Ted. At first it was revealed that this person had a Volkswagen Bug exactly in his color. Back then Volkswagen Beetles were very popular, but Ted had started acting weird at this point. He was starting to act differently with Liz and what I mean by that is he would show up late to some like family events maybe she had with her parents and that embarrassed her like she loved this man and he's great but then he kept being late for all these family events. At the time she really didn't think much of it. Of course, she had no idea that he was out murdering and taking these women. He was starting to get a little short with her. She really wanted to get married and he would kind of lead her on and be like, yeah, let's get married and then just completely drop the idea and he was very wishy-washy and his behavior just started to really change. He was still considered to be a good boyfriend, but he was definitely changing. Side note, there's actually a absolutely fascinating documentary by Liz, Ted Bundy's girlfriend and her daughter, Molly, on Amazon Video. When I first heard about the Ted Bundy case, I became absolutely fascinated. I've probably watched every documentary on every video platform. But I started off on Netflix. I've watched all the documentaries and the most recent movie that involved Zac Efron. That one is very good. Highly recommend it. But after I watched that one I was like very intrigued to figure out her perspective because we know a lot about serial killers lives but we don't see it from the other perspective of the girlfriend. And then literally within weeks it was released her perspective on Amazon video. Highly recommend you see it. It's absolutely fascinating. Okay, I'll continue on, but it's a must watch. It's really great. After it was released that the perpetrator was driving a Volkswagen bug, she actually called the police. And she told them, hey, my boyfriend, he is this age, he's about this build, blah, 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 he lives here. Um, is it possibly him and they were immediately like nope not him she's like are you sure like he drives this Volkswagen bug they're like "Nope, no, no uh, he's not even on our radar so she's like okay i'm just freaking out it's just a coincidence just a coincidence there was a sketch revealed and it didn't feel like much of a coincidence anymore People were actually approaching her. Her friends were approaching her and they were like, that looks like your Ted, (laughs) right? Like that's just funny. Like it's just your Ted. And then she started to freak out a little bit and she was like, yeah, like deep down, I think she knew at this point, but she didn't want to believe that it was true. So after a while of thinking about it, she called the police again and she was like, hey, my boyfriend's name is Ted, he drives this Volkswagen Bug, he moved to Utah, the crimes are happening in Utah, they're happening here, you know, like, and they just wouldn't take her seriously. I feel like back at this time, women just were not taken seriously. If there's ever a time to take someone serious, it is definitely when they believe that someone they know is a serial killer, but no one was taking her serious. This even talked about how she called her father and she was like, Dad, I think it's him. Like, I don't know. It's just too many coincidences. And her father actually told her, look, you're looking into it too much. It's not Ted you're gonna ruin this man's career, drop it. And it was very traumatic, just me saying it right now, I'm just getting emotional. Like, he didn't have her back. She felt like he was choosing her boyfriend over his own daughter and it crushed her and it's very traumatic for her to talk about. It's just heartbreaking to think that your father doesn't even believe you, they believe your boyfriend over you. Even with all this information, evidence, at this time. So she kept calling the police station and she called and she was like, look, can I talk to someone else, someone that's actually going to listen to me, someone that believes me. I just need to hear that I'm not a crazy person. So she meets with a woman detective and she just knows. She knows that she's serious, that they need to look into this. So they do an interview and she just lays it all out of all these coincidences and what's going on and it's finally on the police's radar that this might be the guy. Even though she's going to the police she's still actively long distance dating Ted Bundy so she's doing all of this she's talking to him and all of these crimes are still happening I just can't even imagine being in her position and she absolutely loves this man like I couldn't imagine having to accept so many things going around. And she has a daughter, it's like so many emotions, so so hard to just talk about. A year after he's been studying law school in Utah, he is pulled over by a police officer. And he's pulled over and Ted Bundy's like, what is it, officer? What is it? What could be happening? And they pull him over and they're like, um, what is going on in your car, like suspicious. He doesn't have a passenger seat in his car creepy one they find so many incriminating things in his car like a ski mask pantyhose all kinds of things in his car and they immediately arrest him like anyone who has this much stuff in their car has to be some- doing something super sketchy once Ted Mundy is arrested by police they immediately start linking him to crimes. They, it's all starting to come together now. In 1975, Carol Durant was at a mall and she was just walking around when she was approached by Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy asked her, hey, was this, is this your car? And she's like, yeah, it's my car. He's like, well, has broken into your car. And she's like, oh my gosh, let me run out to my car. Let's check on my car. So immediately they go out to her car. Everything looks fine, but he's like, no, you need to go down to the police station so we can get more information. So they get in his car and she's like, you know what? I need to see some identification. This girl, she knows something is up. And it's like too late. He flips out, he tries to like knock her over the head, hurt her, but she manages to get away by the grace of Jesus, gets away, thank goodness, and she survives this incident. It was a very close call for her, an incredible woman. So once he was arrested, he was a man named Ted who drove a Volkswagen Bug. They put him in a lineup and Carol immediately was like, that's the guy, immediately knew that was him in the lineup. This time, so many people just believe that Ted Bundy could not have done this like he knew all these powerful people he had so many friends in the community and they were actually walking up to Carol like her neighbors and was like are you sure it's him she's like of course I'm sure it's him like he tried to kill me like I know it's him and he walked up to her in the mall she got good looks at this man so Ted Bundy was sentenced to 15 years for the kidnapping of Carol Ted Bundy actually escaped from prison twice in 1977, the first time he was indicted on murder charges of the death of a young Colorado woman and decided to act as his own lawyer in the case. When he went to the courthouse library, he jumped out the window and ran to the Colorado mountain where he was then captured eight days later people say he escaped because people were so trustworthy with him he was a likable guy he was in law school so they just immediately trusted him so they let him like sit in there on the phone and just he just wasn't paying attention and he just jumped out the window and ran for it like he jumped from like two or three stories and like his ankle was a mess. Those police officers were in big trouble after that incident. But after his escape, he actually headed down to Tallahassee, Florida and guess what followed him? More crimes. On the night of January 14, 1978, Bundy broke into the Chi Omega sorority house at Florida State University. This night is just absolutely horrific this just puts it in perspective how fast something can happen and how it doesn't always have to be this loud insane moment like you think it's gonna be like you see in movies after the sorority house rampage he then on February 9th killed a little girl named Kimberly Leach who was just walking around at her school her middle school and he managed to convince her to get in the car These crimes marked the end of his murderous rampage. He was then again pulled over by another police officer in February in Florida. Now once he was arrested and taken to the police station, he absolutely would not give up his name to the police at all. He wanted nothing to do with it, but they knew he was up to something and they were not giving up because when he was pulled over that night, he actually tried to like kill the police officer. police officer pulled him over and he's again like, what is it? Like, I don't know what's going on, but they pulled him over because he was driving all erratically. He was driving all over the place, hitting the lines, all kinds of stuff. And he actually tried, once the police officer put his handcuffs on him, he actually went around, hit the police officer, and tried to tackle him to the ground and take his gun. But the police officer was quick and hit him they scuffled and luckily he got everything back and took him to the police station if you see Ted Bundy after that arrest he actually had like a mark on his face that's because he got into a scuffle with the police officer and thank goodness everything ended up okay for that police officer and while he was in prison he actually called Liz and was like look something's about to go down and when it goes down it's gonna be big I think he knew like this is it I'm done here I can't keep going like this. I mean, I think he thought he could, but he's like, nope, this is it. So he called Liz, told her all this, and Liz was still with him at this time, but it was just not good. And from my understanding, during a time like this, he did admit to her, like, look, I have a problem, and it's kind of like alcoholism, where I feel like I have to have something and I have dark desires, he wouldn't exactly say what it is because he was on a recorded line and her phone was actually trapped because she was working with the police, but he was like, look, I have a dark desires to do things and now I just know I can't be around certain things. And she knew just from that what he was talking about that he couldn't be around these beautiful college women. And many of his victims actually to me looked like Liz had long, beautiful brown hair which is super spooky like oh my gosh I whew, I feel so bad for Liz as I've told you Liz was having a super hard time accepting everything going on with Ted at this time she loves this man she doesn't know what to believe what not to believe he's he just got this 15 year sentence he ran away and now he got caught again and she just doesn't know what's going on but after she had this conversation with Ted she was like you know what it is him and she finally started to move on it was hard but she finally did because during this time she was really struggling with alcoholism and she finally got into a program and she acknowledged that she hadn't been a great mother because there's so much going on in her life so this for her this conversation ended up better making her life better in a way it's a very hard thing to like talk about but yeah once they got his name, the damning evidence that connected him to the sorority house murders was bite marks on these women. He actually bit some of these women and he actually caused horrific injuries to some of the women's breasts by biting them. Now let's get into his trial. So during his trial, Ted Bundy was a little bit of a celebrity. So many women were supporting him and so many women admired him. I don't know if "admires" the right word, but they were obsessed with him or I don't know a weird infatuation. I've seen that with a lot of serial killers. A lot of women will go to the courthouse like like, "Oh no, he didn't do it just because of his good looks, which is not not it, women." But they would do that. They would do interviews and just say, "Well, I feel safe because he's there. I'm here, but he's handsome." Whatever. So he was a celebrity. Bundy elected to not have a lawyer and stated that he wanted to defend himself so that's exactly what he did. And while he was doing that it seemed like he liked to do a lot of power moves during this time and a lot of it just kind of felt like a joke to the victims and the survivors who were there. It was just absolutely crazy and chaotic. In february of 1980 while he was defending himself he actually married a woman named carol boone on the stand so him and liz broke up she was done after that point i told you about and he proposed to her in the in the florida courthouse was like will you marry me and she's like yes because she carol did not believe he did that she believed he was 100 percent innocent she married him right there on the stand and that was a power move like there's literally no other reason for it. He just proposed to her, he's like, yep, we're married. It just, another power move right there, just to give you an example of how things went. Joe actually met Bundy six years earlier when they both worked at the Department of Emergency Services in Washington. Fought for his life, but was convicted and spent nine years on death row, appealing his death sentence. In July of 1979, Bundy was convicted for the two Chi Omega, murders at FSU. And he was given the death penalty twice. And he received another death sentence in 1980 for the murder of Kimberly Leach, the 12 year old girl. Bundy kept appealing. He was trying to get his case all the way up to the Supreme Court, but it kept being denied. He kept stating and kept stating he is 100% innocent in all of these crimes. He just kept Fighting it. Two years after they were married on the stand, in 1982, Carol Boone delivered a little girl named Rose. I did think this was bizarre when I heard it, I'm like, okay, how did she give birth to Ted Bundy's child? when Ted Bundy's in jail, but this was the 1980s. I'm sure there were ways, I believe it, because even on a family day in prison for a small fee, the correctional officers would take a picture of your family and I'm sure they would do a lot of things for just a small fee. Like turn a blind eye. Now three years before Ted Bundy's execution, Carol Boone actually decides to divorce Ted. He admitted to her of his crimes. He called her one day and was like, in a way he was telling her like look I did this like this I did do it and up until this point she 100% believed he was innocent she told everybody she knew he was innocent he just she just completely defended him and he told her that she was completely in shock I can't imagine what she was going through she probably did not see that coming even in the slightest Um, so once he said that to her, she just, I don't know, like, she kept talking to him, but I'm so surprised she didn't just hang up the phone. But, um, she was done after that. She divorced him, which was three years before his execution. She, he asked to speak with Rose on the phone, and she said, nope, absolutely not. I don't think Rose ever talked to him after that. She was done. She never heard from him. It was a sad situation for her, but, I mean, he was a serial killer. It was tough, but yeah, that was how he admitted to her. The day before he's supposed to be executed, he goes to his lawyer and he's like, look, if I give you information about the women and everything, can you push my execution? He, For a guy who killed a lot of women, he did not want to be killed himself. That's always confused me, but he did not want to be killed. He wanted to just push his execution, so he talked to his lawyer. And I think she was like, "Mm, we'll try to fight it, but why don't you just tell me everything you know. So he laid it all out. So that was him admitting, after all these years of completely stating he is innocent, that is him admitting to her that he did it and she stated at first he was like telling her information and just to see how she would react because if she was like freaked out he was like I don't know what to say to her but she just was very calm because she wanted to get as much information as possible and it is believed that he said that we could even tack on another number he just doesn't know exactly how many there are it's really really sad but this actually did not work. He gave out all the information they're like sorry you're still getting executed tomorrow. One thing that I did learn in that documentary about Liz's perspective on dating Ted Bundy, he actually wrote her a letter a few, I don't know if it was weeks or days before he was to be executed and she never responded and Molly actually received a letter from Ted Bundy at the house and she burned it in the fireplace. I don't believe she stated what was in the letter i think she just immediately threw it in the fireplace and she didn't tell her mom until after he was executed he told his lawyer to tell um molly and liz that he loved them and that he's sorry and to that he wants to know why she never responded and she was like wait what are you talking about i don't know anything about a letter because in a weird way she wanted him to reach out maybe as closure I'm sure it's just a lot of emotion. She just wanted him to reach out maybe one last time, have one last letter. I'm not sure because, yes, he was married to Carol, but I feel like there was always, it was always going to be Liz. It's all about Liz. I feel like Carol, it was a different situation. Molly confessed to her like, look, I threw it in the fireplace and Molly stated, I did it because I wanted to protect you. She just got over her alcoholism. Everything was in a good place for them. She was actually married, maybe even engaged to a new wonderful man and he just knew that this was just eating her apart so she just didn't want it to ruin the happiness going on in their lives right now. And so she said she doesn't regret it and it was a good decision. On January 24th, 1989, Ted Bundy was executed at 7 a.m. at Florida State Prison. So many people turned out at his execution. People were cheering outside the prison. People were watching on TV. This was like national news. People were cheering on his execution. I found it very intriguing. I probably would have watched it on TV if I was alive at the time. He only spent nine years on death row. I know of so many cases where some people are on death row, most people are on on death row for over 20 years. So I feel like back then it was not a very long time, but nine years he spent on death row and he was finally executed and he was extremely young when he was executed. Ted Bundy was cremated in Gainesville, Florida and there was no ceremony or anything like that. And his mother actually believed he was innocent up until he finally admitted the day before his execution that he did this. At this time they had a better relationship and she did believe her son was innocent. He requested two things to his lawyer the day of his execution. He requested that she talk to Liz about the letter and tell Um, her that he loved her and all that jazz but also requested that his remains be scattered on the Cascade Mountains of Washington which I thought was not a good thing like that's really deep because that's where most of the remains were found and I feel like that is just not okay for him to be where he put these women but I don't know if she just had to I don't know I probably would have just like yeah sure and then just not have done it but That's what happened. There are so many details that could be added, but I swear this video could be like a week's long if I wanted to like keep adding information. So if you want more information, I will try to link some like names of some documentaries and stuff down below so you can find it, but Netflix Prime Video, really good. I think there's even one on hulu really good just all the platforms have a lot of documentaries about him if you want more information but thank you so much for watching make sure to put your case requests down below in the comments and i will try to get to them thank you so much for watching and i'll see you guys next time bye